listening to the best damn podcast that the internet has to offer. From the Sniper of Snipers. They talk about my one-taps. The Gamer of Gamers. Hail to the King, baby. And the best damn charity streamer that the world has ever known. Get back to work, you slacker. That's right. This is the Clock Nine Show. Now, I would like to introduce the one, the only, me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Glock 9 Show. This is part two of our interview with Rev Sven. Uh, we ended up kind of shifting the conversation, and it was supposed to be a real quick point and kind of turned into a full-on hour of more of what we talk about, you know, getting into the like, politics and stuff like that. We are very different on that spectrum, but it's a very good conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it, and here we go. Yeah, there's a little very off topic we can end on this one, but there was there, there, you you're one of the one of the people I use. So I hate this conversation, but I talk about about you when I talk to people personally about how you know nowadays in this world you see so much so much differences in people, right? So you hear right. this conversation with you and me for like an hour and everything, right? So we've talked, I've talked about people on this podcast about, you know, differences in social things and all this other stuff. People hearing this conversation with you and me would not realize that you and me are like 100% different on social views. And, the, oh, and, yeah. and, and that's why we talked about like, we talk about like Twitter and Facebook. I don't really go on there that much anymore because it's just, it's just nothing but hatred. Right. Oh, yeah. And you see it on TikTok, you see it on Instagram, everything like that. And you made one quote that always sticks with me. I think it's hilarious because you're from Oklahoma, right? And do, do you know where I'm going with this? <laughs> um, you made a comment how you're like that one little blue circle in your state. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so here, like for, for people who don't know me, I do lean a little bit more left than typical people, but I kind of identify more as a libertarian because I'm one of those dudes, like, as long as you're not hurting anybody else i don't give a damn what you're doing but the, and that that's exactly yeah. where i'm getting at is where because i remember uh for example and this is and, this, and the reason i'm bringing this up is because like i said you can hear you and me talk for an hour we you know you and me get along so well but we both mm-hmm. know that we think so differently on so many different things but, right. th- this, but we can have that we can have that it. and we're not gonna have a discussion now i'm just saying <laughs> it, you know that's like a whole three-hour episode but the, but the thing is that's where i think a lot and, and i i truly feel where that's infecting content creators they're getting caught into into becoming like political content creators where they post their gameplay and then now you get like all these little movements coming in and it turns into nothing but arguments and like you, you, I don't know if it's, I want to call it Gen Z or whatever, whatever they're called, but it's like there is no agree to disagree. There is no, I know you think differently, but whatever. I know your values and your heart and stuff like that. It's now a oh, you said this or you think this, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like I've had this conversation with so many people about how it, you know, like I, my buddy Mr. Wingles. Um, He's also he kind of also identifies as a libertarian, but he leans a little bit more to the right. So we had discussions on things we disagreed with, even though we kind of fall in the same the same ideology on things. But it, like, man, this this whole society is boiled down to nothing. But it's like you are either all in or all against me. And that's and that's what it is versus yes. them in every aspect. Like like, dude, like 
I live in Oklahoma. You know, like you said, and I Oklahoma, Oklahoma. If you look, if you look at the voting map, is one hundred like percent red for every county. Yeah, it's the only it's the only state where every county has voted red for the presidential election since the second George Bush election. Yeah. Only one. And but I, that shouldn't that shouldn't define who I am. There are people who get get like preconceived notions about me just because I'm from Oklahoma. And, and it's like y'all well, gotta stop making preconceived notions about people just because they may be from somewhere or have a little well, bit of a different opinion than you on something. Same thing for me. I, I'm from California, so everyone automatically assumes that I I vote one way and I'm like, no, I live in I live in the part <laughs> I, I live in the part of the state where you would think would be a part of Oklahoma. <laughs> right. I'm in the farmland yeah. of California. I'm in this little like <laughs> I'm in I'm in the like this little uh, I'm not I'm from the Bay Area, but it's like I'm, I live now in like straight farmland where it's, it's, it's like, it's, I call it like its own little country within California. <laughs> you know? Right. Well, it's, That's it, again, like Austin in Texas. Yes. You know, like Austin, while the culture in the whole like cowboy hats and stuff like that, Austin is so not Texas, which is so weird because it's like the capital of Texas. Well, you know why, right? No, I actually so, looked into so, that. So, so if, if you actually look into, into, so, I'm not. I'm not trying to get into a political discussion. I'm just talking about, for instance, like why it, it, it's it's one of those things. I try and push this to not push this to everybody, but it's one of the things. That people need to get back to respecting other people and their opinions and stuff like that. Which is why I, I use you as an example a lot. I'm like, dude, there's a streamer I know that thinks 100 different than me. But for Austin, it's because there's in in Austin there's a college there where a, I think it's UT where like 90 percent of it is quote-unquote liberal or whatever and then they like it down there and they choose to live there and they become it becomes citizens within the state of texas and that's when the, you're getting like the whole was it quote-unquote blue wave or whatever so you mm -hmm. you know that's why certain cities are are, are different in, in different areas like you look at new york city you know new york city you know is is predominantly blue but when you go out towards the suburban living you got red or whatever but it's like upstate too yeah upstate and stuff like that but it's like one of those things where it's becoming a thing where, because I, I made a comment the other day about how, as a streamer, who supposedly has a big, huge voice, which I don't, <laughs> what, like, why don't I share things about this stuff on my social medias? I'm like, because I don't get involved in stuff like that. Like, I just don't. It's, it's you know, like, we, we know, we know. Problem we with uh, social media, bro. Go I'm going to tell you right now. I, I This is what I dislike about social media. And I've said it. I've said it a hundred times. The problem with social media is that these people want to get in and have these conversations, but they don't want to have the conversations. They just want to yell their point of view into yes. the echo chamber that is their followers and block everybody else because they just want affirmation that their opinion is right. Yeah. And that's it. Well, like they, they don't it, it, they want to follow fads and trends. And we saw it unfold before our very eyes last year where there are some people that were taking things seriously. Absolutely. But there were so many that a few months later, every all the all that stuff that they were yelling that they were so passionate about went away. Yes. And well, that's where the problem I, comes I, in. Like people don't want to make a change. They just want to feel like they're right. They, they, it's kind of like just following a crowd where I use the, the, the best example I give. I mean, maybe you've seen it too. I don't know if you follow Ninja on Twitter. He is the greatest example of this. So for months, months ninja was talking about black lives matter he was talking about um systemic racism and this and that right mm -hmm. and and he you know he was a very big voice about it but then he became he I, I think he started to notice when the way he was going about it and i and i would agree with this point he was going a little push you know not pushy i don't want to say pushy he was just going a little overboard with the way he was kind of going at certain people. So he kind of backed off from it, right? So he kind of stopped he talking. Was being aggressive. Yeah, there you go. Aggressive. He's being very aggressive about it. And 
you know, and I, and you know, but then he kind of stopped talking about, it, but then he started getting asked on like, he was doing some kind of interviews and stuff like that. He did an interview where he said, it's not my job to teach your kids about racism. And he, I remember that he caught so much crap for that. And I go, wait a minute. He, it's he, not his job. It is not his job to teach my children about this. This is my job to teach my kids about this. So, but mm-hmm. the, but the thing is, but also you forget this man was vocal for months after George Floyd months yep. and months and on his streams. He did, he did a charity event for it. He was very vocal about it. And then I, I, I think he realized that he was being very aggressive with it. And, and like, I'm not trying to sit there and say one side's right. One side's wrong. It's this conversation that, you know, it's, I always say this is a conversation that's hard for everybody to have, but the people, no matter what side you stand on, if you try and shut your ears on it, you're being ignorant. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, you, you, you're either being complacent by not saying anything. Yes. Or, or, uh, you support the other side because you're not all in on one side. Yes. It's because it, again, it comes back to that whole, you, it's us versus them you mentality. Need, you on need everything. to, you need to have, I'm not saying go out on Twitter and go post anything. I mean, it's, you know your thing but it's like the thing is for for me is if you, if you know somebody that thinks differently than you it's not that hard to go to somebody and say hey can we talk about this i'm kind of curious you know like what what why do you think this way you know because i think this way and just have a conversation but nobody can do that anymore it, no it, because you know you know what you know what the, everybody wants to yell and call each other names mm-hmm. that doesn't How help anybody people- how many people's opinions have you ever changed by calling them something like, oh, you're just stupid or you're this or you're that or calling them something derogatory in any so, way? Like, you're never going to change anyone's opinion. So I'll that. give you a great example. So everyone knows there are people that I've talked about this before. I follow politics. I've been following it for years and I watch like congressional meetings and stuff like that. It's a, it's a hobby of mine. You want to know why we're like that? This is how the conversations go down in, in, in the chambers. It's literally both sides yelling at each other and like calling each other. They, they will openly call each other stupid in front of like, in, you know, right in front of Congress and like literally have these conversations you see on Twitter. Our own politicians are doing it on both sides. Yep. And, 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 it, and it's always the rinse and repeat kind of arguments on yes. everything, too. Like, uh, so it's it's never been a big uh, it's never been a big secret that I was not a fan of Donald Trump. No, and that it doesn't does matter. Mean I support Joe Biden. That doesn't mean that I because I don't like him either. I don't like any of them. But. Watching the impeachment proceedings, the first ones that they did, was an. I was sitting there watching that. And I'm like, I've been watching the exact same two statements being said over and yes. over three hours. Yes, it, it's and like I said, it's it, and so I made that comment the other day to somebody on a live stream, and they they got pretty upset about it. But I was like, dude, just I'm telling you, you can go on C-SPAN and watch these meetings and see how these politicians who are supposed to be representing us carrying themselves with other colleagues and it's embarrassing it doesn't matter what side of the spectrum you want to stand on it's embarrassing because no one's willing to mm-hmm. listen they're all quick to speak and slow to hear no one wants to listen to anything and it doesn't matter you know like i, I don't know if you were ever aware i was kicked off the paladin's channel because of politics i uh, see i didn't know that see well you remember for the longest time i had the thin blue line flag in my on my wall right yeah, it was yeah, on there for that. it was on there for years. Well, after you know that, then the whole George Floyd thing happened, and Paladin said that they wanted us to talk about it, and I spoke up and said, "I don't think this is a good idea. You have five to ten thousand people in here. This is not a not a good idea." <laughs> you know. Well, then right. all, no one had ever made a comment about that flag for the longest time, and then as soon as this happened, which understandably, people are now seeing this thing as a quote unquote racist symbol. Blah 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 blah. blah. Well, then. uh 
they didn't they they could not legally tell me to take it down i'm going to summarize because i did a full-on episode about this i think it's episode 10 or something like that mm-hmm. they can't legally tell me to take it down but they basically like i made a comment about well buy me a flag and they the flag that's on my wall now with my logo and everything they bought it oh wow and then i refused to take it down <laughs> <laughs> but that was not, I mean, they, they, they still could not ask me to take it down. But basically, I didn't really, I didn't keep going on the channel with it up. I started doing no camera streams, uh, I, I, which was not against the rules. I just chose, no. I chose not to use a camera because then it kind of put me in, in a position where, okay, if you take it down, people are recognizing. If you take it down, that means you're folding under the pressure. If you leave it up, it's like you're making a statement. And it's like, I'm, I don't want to do either. I want to keep going on my daily my daily life because you know I'm I was I was outraged by that whole thing. It was pathetic, ridiculous. I can't even understand how people were defending it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I still I still support police officers because there's more, way more good ones than bad ones. So it's like I'm like, do I take it down and put the new flag up? Do I leave it up and quote unquote make a stand? And you know, it's like so I just started doing no cam streams and then. They found an excuse to basically let me go over something stupid. It was so stupid. Um, basically, I talked about something that we were talking about in the Discord, which had nothing to do with the game, but they tried saying that I broke NDA when the NDA rules clearly state it's about leaking game information. It's not talking about, like, we're having this conversation over here. They were basically watching my personal streams looking for an excuse. And then they uh, then they basically found one, and I, I could have fought it, but I chose not to. I'm like, Obviously, you guys don't want me here anymore. I don't want to be here anymore, so I'm out. But it's like, you know, but I made that comment like, yes, it's good to have conversations. But here you are on a platform with 5,000, 10,000 people. And we know how Mixer, Twitch chats are. This is going to be bad. Like, yeah. and, and it did. I mean, we moderators, shout out to all the moderators on the Paladins channel because that got pretty hefty in there, dude. It was, it was, it was kind of, it was just really embarrassing to see the way people were like, you can't really have a debate in a Twitch chat or a Mixer chat. I'm sorry. <laughs> no oh absolutely not because uh, well if, here's the thing man it's almost impossible to have a, a a debate or even a conversation at all anymore because the, the only thing i can equate our entire political system to is it's a two-team sport it's that's, I, that's all it is it's, I, it's our side versus theirs and if i am um, on our side you're on the other side i i i did a i just did a podcast i got um released uh, it was it's called social justice 2021 where I talk about how people have been asking for an episode like this since I started my podcast, right? Mm-hmm. And so I kind of go into it, I kind of give my explanation of why I stand this way and in, in here, but I keep making it a point to where respect everybody no matter what, okay? This is why I this is why I think this way, but no matter what, you need to listen to the other side because there's things that I can't experience that someone else can, right? But the thing is, but the, but the main thing is, I compare politics to the biggest gang in the US. It's red versus blue. And it's it's mm-hmm. it's my stance versus your stance. And I will not go against my stance because this is what my quote unquote party or gang stands on. Cuz because that that became a big thing when um when Hillary ran against, you know, no one liked Hillary, no one liked Trump, right? Yeah, so uh, so evils. so so what's what's the uh so yeah, it was a le- you know, we're picking the lesser two evils, so everyone kept saying, "Oh, well, Vote for your party's foundation. That's what it came down to. And so there's a guy uh, who ran for the Democratic Party. Who, uh, O'Malley was his name. And he was on a debate. And they asked him his views on the Second Amendment. And he was pro-gun, right? And everyone's like, oh, my God. 
<laughs> yeah. No, and then and then they asked him like an hour later about being pro-choice. And he said, Well, I'm pro-life. And, oh my God. And they do they grilled this, they grilled this guy for like they focused the next like 15 minutes on just him. And the exact mm-hmm. the, what was I think it was Anderson Cooper who did it. Uh, because I remember that was that was the one that he straight up called out Hillary Clinton. Will you say anything to become president? <laughs> In that very viral clip. But yep. but he basically asked uh O'Malley. Who I liked O'Malley. He's a Democrat. I actually, I actually didn't like him. But they grilled him so hard that two days later he pulled out of the race. But they asked him, how can you be pro-gun and pro-life and call yourself a Democrat? And he, he goes, well, those are the only two views that are really different than the Democratic platform. But you saw how outraged they were about those two issues. I'm like, see, this is what, exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't 100% align with this quote-unquote party... Then you're you're an imposter. You're you're yeah. you're you're a, a wolf in sheep's clothing. It's like that is that's that is what's so wrong with with our our um what what did you just call it the the system, political system the political system that we have in this country right now. It's 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 just it, and it's it's sad because it's infecting you know young kids who aren't even old enough to vote yet. You yeah, know? And, yeah, and that, that's what's crazy, man. Like he could that guy could have picked literally any two any two stances and they would have done the exact same thing to him. Yeah. They, they, doesn't, it doesn't matter and, which two. And then, like I said, it was like maybe two, 48 hours later, he pulls out of the race. It was like he got so much crap for being just pro-life and pro-gun. And it was like, oh, nope, you're not part of this party. <laughs> what? Yep. You know, I'll, I'll give you an example of what uh, something that happened here in Oklahoma with the last governor race. Um, the current governor, uh, Kevin Sh- uh, Stitt, he was um, – He said shit. He was, <laughs> I, I, I always do that every time I say his name because I hate this guy. So uh, our biggest complaint in this state was Mary Fallon was our governor for the longest time. And she was trash at it. She took like $50 million of taxpayer funds and put them in towards like a reflecting pool in front of the state capitol and stuff. And for people who don't know, Oklahoma is constantly in the bottom two for education spending and the top two for incarceration rates, usually yep. tying, you know, flopping with Louisiana. And this Kevin Stitt guy was her deputy governor. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, no, you know, the, the other guy that was going to be running against him, he was more for education spending. He was like, we we need to redirect our funds to the future, like to to get kids better education and this, that and the other thing. And then he said one thing in one press conference and it lost him the entire race. And it was somebody asked him, what are your views on gun laws and should people have stricter background checks? And he goes, I don't see an issue with stricter background checks, because if you have nothing to hide, why is it? A, why does it matter? That statement lost him the entire governor race. People complained for years about Mary Fallon and then elected her deputy governor because the guy was just like, if you have nothing to hide, what does it matter? You know, you know, it's funny. So, okay. Again, we can have a long conversation about this. Okay. My name's Glock nine. I literally under my desk right now. I have my Glock. No one's home. Mm -hmm. No, nobody's home. I have, I, I always have my gun under my desk because um, just in case, right? Right. Here I am, a big gun guy. I am all for stricter background checks. I am all for stricter, not sh- in a sense, sense. I, I'm all for sensible gun laws. Like that makes sense. Like, okay, one thing like that doesn't maybe make, reform them a little. A little bit. Like, you know, well, okay. Yeah. Well, here's my thing. If you have a history of, let's say, mental illness, let's say you have a history of, potential you know you went you had to go to therapy for suicide or something like that no you should not be owning one i'm sorry if you have some kind of issue because what usually happens in all these mass shootings and stuff like that we always find out they were on either some kind of medication for mental health issues and blah 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 blah. if we already knew you had a mental health issue why are we issuing you a license to have a gun 
Hell, some of I think uh, I, what was it the that Dylan Roof kid, the one yeah. that shot up the church. He yeah. had he had a hit list in high school. He had a hit list in high school, and he also had very even. And I mean, we all know they monitor our social medias and stuff like that. And he was already he had a manifesto. He, he had a manifesto. He was posting online, and well, look at the what was it the the, the gay club that got shot up in uh, Florida. Yeah, um, Orlando nightclub, dude, I think. This is one of my greatest examples of the guy went into a gun store and he wanted to buy a gun. Right. And mm-hmm. he, he started asking about like thousands of rounds of ammunition and asked about body armor. And the guy who owned the store, I can't remember who he called. It was like the ATF or something like that or the FBI. And they basically gave him the okay to sell him this stuff. Then come to find out the dude was on the no fly list that he, they were already looking into him. This yeah. could have been prevented. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like one of those things where, like, yes, I am all for guns. I, I, if you, you know, if you don't have a history or this and that or a background or you're not a felon or whatever, I'm all for people owning guns. But it's like, but make it make sense. Make it make it make sense. Like I said, you know, as, as soon as anyone knows my name, I, I go by Glock Nine. They automatically assume, oh, you're a right right wing nutcase. <laughs> yeah, and see, like, like I'm I'm right there with you. I'm all I'm super. I'm very pro gun, dude. I'm an avid hunter. I keep mm-hmm. I keep firearms in my house. I keep them secured where you know kids can't get to them and everything. There's nothing wrong with owning a firearm, I, in my personal opinion. But again, these laws need to make sense. You well, know? that's like, like I've had an argument with somebody. It was it was I couldn't believe that I had this argument with somebody at work. But they go, "Do you believe that? Uh, do you believe that citizens should own whatever the military has? Because that's technically what the, they go. That's technically what the Second Amendment is about. About being able to you know, in, in technical stance." You're kind of right where it comes like, oh, well, it, the Second Amendment isn't really to protect me from you or me from my neighbor. It's to protect myself from a tyrannical government, basically, right? Correct. I'm like, okay, well, if that's the case, should I own a tank? Should I own an RPG? And he goes, well, technically, yeah, if the government has them. I'm like, you're a freaking moron. Could you imagine if we're going out there handing out RPGs to people? <laughs> yeah, that's – see, and that's where I differ from liber- like the most libertarians because most libertarians are so pro-2A. They think that you should be – like if you can afford it, you should be able to buy it as long no. as you don't use it. They're, they're, and I'm like, I'm like, nah, that's where, I, that's where I'm well, differed uh, with you, kid. And, like, and that's where I get, you know, I get in the arguments about you know, realistically, and I don't really want to say this like this, but I, I, I'm – this whole war on AR-15s and stuff like that. I'm sorry if I walk into somewhere with a pistol versus the AR, I can do more damage with my pistol than my rifle. You know, yeah, I was well, like, what, what people don't, don't understand. They're just big and scary. They just look like a military firearm. I have a 22 that looks like an old fashioned long rifle that, that can fire at the same rate as an yes. AR 15. Well, that's, like, and, that's I, I, and it's like one of those things where it's like, I tell people all the time, can you know, before you get into these arguments, can you at least educate yourself? Because everyone thinks that AR and AR 15 stands for assault rifle. Number one, Assault rifle. It's Armalite. It, it's Armalite. And, and the the term assault rifle is a made up term. It's a scary term because if I took a if I took a golf club and I hit you with it, it is now an assault golf club. <laughs> it's yep. an an, it's an, a, assault a, a, an assault weapon. If, assault if is I an stab action. You with a pin. It's an assault pen. <laughs> Pretty it much. It's an assault pen, which they do yes. make gun pens, but that's yes, those are cool. But but those are highly illegal. <laughs> but, but but no, but it's one of the things where everyone's like, "Well, AR stands for assault rifle." I'm like, "No, it stands for Armalite." It's it, you know, I was like the same. You know, I was like, "What you're talking about is a fully automate uh, automatic weapon, which has been outlawed for years. Mm-hmm. Those are out, those have been outlawed. You cannot." You know, and then they got into the whole bump stock thing and all this other stuff. It just helps you fire faster. I was like, dude, I was like, those things, that's all just propaganda. I'm sorry. 
you know, but like I said, AR-15s, pistols, shotguns, I was like, they all do around the same damage. But again, if someone were to walk in somewhere, like just out here two weeks ago at the, the transit company, VTA, they had somebody go in there and they tried to put on the news right away that he went there with an AR-15 and shot like nine people. I'm like, dude, he had pistols. And mm-hmm. he shot nine people, right? But here's the thing. In California, we have a law where in the magazine I have sitting right in front of me, I can only have 10 rounds. The guy shot nine people and he shot about approximately 60 rounds. All he had to do was bring extra magazines. It takes two seconds to click the button, drop the magazine, put another one in. It doesn't matter if you had an AR-15 or not because you still you still can only carry 10 rounds in the AR-15 or AR-10, whatever one you're using. So I was mm-hmm. like, this conversation is is, is become... It's it's become ignorant where yeah, it's become an uneducated argument. Yes, where you you guys keep regurgitating the same things that you see online, and you're not doing. I can tell after all these years, you have not done your own research. Now I get the fact that people are afraid of guns and stuff like that, but you know when people say we need to outlaw all of them, I'm like, well, I thought meth was outlawed. I thought I, you know it's like criminals will always find a way to get them. Yeah. So, see, here's here's the thing, and this is this is the whole like me and you both are sitting here talking about how you know I could understand reforming the gun laws on background checks and this that and the other thing, but that's like such a such a small portion of the people's opinion on things because it's either no, you either have to be able to have everything or nothing at all. Yeah. No. And <laughs> and, it, and that's why nothing ever gets done because yeah. there's zero compromise in our governmental system anymore. Exactly. And like I said, like you have different, you know, in state, you know, people don't realize how the government actually truly works. It's because like your state, your governor can step in and make certain laws for your state, which is why, why is it? I guarantee probably in Oklahoma, you don't even have laws of how many bullets you can have in your magazine, but no, he, but no, here, yeah, not. but here I am in California and I can't have more than 10. Well, and if you ever notice a lot of, a lot of the places where most gun violence happens and especially like with mass shootings have stricter gun laws anyways, Chicago, I, it, but nobody yeah. wants to talk about it where it's like, dude, Chicago has the strictest gun laws in the United States and has the most gun violence. <laughs> Dude, not only not not only just gun laws. So I I ordered some resin knuckles um just to have at the house you know on standby, and I ordered them from a website called like brassknuckles.com, and they will specifically not ship to Chicago, Illinois. If you live within Chicago, you cannot order yeah. their product. And it's just one of those things where it's like this is not a federal thing that's going on. This is a state by state thing, and you see your laws aren't working you know it's like again i'm not saying go out there and give them to everybody again it, you need to come up with a federal that goes you know countrywide of sensible gun laws where again if if i if i had to go to therapy for something like i said if i was violent or if i was suicidal i sh- again i should not own one it's not safe for to have in my possession and i do agree with okay here's one one thing that does not make any sense in i don't know about oklahoma and i don't follow these laws in california sorry don't arrest me I am not supposed to have my gun and my magazine in the same room. Really? So someone breaks in my house. I got to go grab my gun from the safe and then tell the guy, hey, hold on a second. I got to grab a magazine. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, here in Oklahoma, you can keep, I mean, hell, yeah, you no. have the magazine in and have it chambered and ready no. to go. Well, see, my, my like I said, mine are all in a safe. Mine are all in a safe in my room right next to my bed. And... My, you know, my, you know, my kids were always, were always curious about them and I've, I've brought them out. They've seen them unloaded and stuff like that. They don't touch them, but they were always curious. What's in the safe? What's in the safe? 
Well, now you know what's in them. These are not toys. If I ever catch you going anywhere near this safe where you'll never get the combination to, you're going to be in big trouble. And the, and ever since then, my son was like really young when I told him that he's never messed with it ever again because they used to go and like hang from the handle and stuff like that. And it's oh, like, yeah. dude, like, but there's there are people who are dumb enough to leave them laying around the house. And it's like, yeah, you know, there should be there should be some kind of some kind of law or something like that. Um, um, some kind of law, you know, I mean, you can't really issue it, but it's like there should be some kind of law where like you need to have them safely put away. Rather than just lit, because I know people, I know people who have like a magnet to the back of their nightstand, leave it just behind there at all times. I'm like, dude, your kid leans over your bed. Ooh, what's that? <laughs> you exactly. Know? You know, it's just yeah. Again, they, they've yeah. got to. There's got to be. There's got to be a level of accountability for that. That's like there's there's no accountability for like if a kid gets a hold of a firearm and accidentally kills another kid or shoots yes, somebody or themselves. The parents do not face that that severe re- now granted the emotional trauma is is steep yes but there needs to be legal repercussions there, for it because yes. everybody wants to think well it won't happen to me and that's one of my biggest things where like i said my son's getting older and stuff like that i teach him you know these aren't toys again they, they never see them but like you know my son has made comments before like my my daughter's getting older now she goes what's in there my son goes he has guns <laughs> and i go yeah, yes like they're not, they're not toys. A normal thing like Growing up, I had, you know, like we had gun racks in the house and we just had rifles everywhere, you know, shotguns and rifles everywhere. And they were out and in the open. But there were there were a lot of uh, there there was a lot of rules in the house put in place and a lot of education. Like I still have it ingrained in my head to this day. Never, never treat a gun like it's a toy. Even if you have the clip out and the chamber cocked and you know there's nothing in it, do not point it at something that you don't intend to shoot. Is exactly that, exactly that's, that's always been the rule. Exactly, it's education. Yeah, and that's another thing. Uh, uh, you know, you have to you have to go through the hunter safety course enabled in order to go hunting. Yes, make there be some kind of course that you have to take, like a, like an actual yes. firearm safety course, so nobody can go just go buy a gun on a whim when they're having so a bad day. Our test in California when you go grab so the, and this is how dumb it is. It's really stupid. So when you go buy a gun in California, right? So. I think it's a, uh, what is it, 14-day waiting period. You can go in there, purchase a gun. They have to wait like 10 to 14 days, which I agree with because if you go in there and try and buy a gun and they make you wait 14 days, if you were going to do something stupid with it, you might not want to do it after 14 days, right? So the waiting period, I'm good with. But when they actually issue the gun, they have no idea what your skill set is with it. They literally make you take this, um, it's a rubber rubber, uh, fake bullet, you know, like red usually, and they'll hand you the bullet and tell you they, they they ask you to load the magazine. They put you put the one bullet in there. You put the magazine in the gun, and you have to chamber it. And then you have to take the magazine out and take the bullet out of the gun. And then they they, they all they do is make sure you you never pointed the gun at somebody while you were doing this process. Exactly. And that's the only that's that's, that's the only thing they do. I was like, dude, if you made them take like a, a course or something like that during like um, if you, let's say it was your first firearm or something like that, right? And they know that because you don't have your license and all this other stuff. During that 14 days, you have to come back and take a course from us at least once. That that way we know you know how to safely handle it, blah, 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 blah. And you make sure that you know what you're doing. You know the laws and, blah, you know, that's way better than the, what they do now, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just like one of those things. Again, it's, it's sensible gun laws. Outlawing them will never do anything and stuff like, you know. But it's just one of those things where, again, we got way off topic, but... <laughs> <laughs> but no, but like I say, when, when it comes down to it, it's just one of those things where like you, you and me sit here and we've been friends for so many years. And it's like, 
you know, I can sit there and go one by one how different we think on different other things, you know, but it's like at the end of the day, you know, there's so much more. I I made this comment before. There's so much more to friendships and people than what they think religiously or politically. That's why people didn't talk about it in the workplace for the longest time. It was like, those are the two things you don't talk about. Well, yeah. I talked about, I talked about it on the, on the episode I just released today. I talked about it where growing up my, my own parents and they may have talked about it in private, but they never talked about who they were voting for in front of us. Like yeah. they never talked about, you never heard parents talking about it. And now here you go, you go to family parties nowadays. Well, pre COVID and all you, all they talk about is how much they hate somebody or they no, I like this person. And then they're getting into arguments at family parties and like, they're openly talking about this stuff. And I'm all like, these are things you don't discuss. Like, yeah, these are just things. Oh, these are just things that like, it, it's, you're asking for an issue. You're asking, you're asking for an argument when you bring these things up. Cause I, I got it at, uh, not last Christmas cause there was nobody there. I got it the Christmas before where I literally walk into this party and I've seen someone I haven't seen for so many years. And then my family member goes, so did you vote for Trump? Like, uh, who starts a conversation like that? By the way, hi, how you been? Good to see you. Um, yes, I did. I can't believe you did. Okay. I'm not going to sit here and talk to you for three hours at this party of why I did and why you didn't. I don't give a F. what's funny about that is like me and you like while we're on opposite sides we're kind of in the same boat like in where we live because a vote outside of a outside of a democratic vote in california for a presidential election is likely not going to change anything because of how just how hardcore blue the state exactly. is in its entirety and it's the same here when it comes to you know the whole we're just exercising our Amer- american right to vote we know that yeah. where we're voting out of my county still going to be this your county still going to be this it's going to be voted this way whatever i'm but i'm just doing my uh, you know my american you know freedom of, of voting and i vo- i went and voted I yeah, know. See, I, I, voted, I voted for Joe Jorgensen because you know like yeah. like I said I didn't like either of the other candidates. I actually met and spoke with Joe Jorgensen and I liked her her stance on things and that was kind of what got me yeah. leaning more into the libertarian side and I was getting blasted from both well, sides I, I, saying well, well you threw your Jorgensen's a vote for Biden and you threw your, your vote, vote away and blah blah blah. You threw your vote away. Yeah, it's like a vote for the only for Joe Jorgensen's a vote for Trump. It's like no, a, jo- hey. a vote for Joe Jorgensen was a vote for Joe Jorgensen. The only the only people that I can sit there and actually truly say you threw your vote away is the people that voted for Kanye West. Oh my God, there were so many in Oklahoma, my guy. Dude, there were so way many. Too many. I couldn't believe when the numbers came out and how many votes he got. I was like, dude, this you're talking about a man that literally had a mental breakdown at one of his like little quote unquote town halls, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> dude, it was it was it was bad, bro. It was it was bad. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, that those are the people that you can actually say, like, you just did not care when you filled that ballot out at all. I get it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because there was like, like when you, whenever you ask him, like, if you can't ask somebody like who you voted for and then give you like a legitimate reason, like they, they don't tell you, you know, all the reason I voted for them was because I agreed with this or this or this, then, then yeah, it's like at that point it kind of becomes like really, you know, I'll tell you like it's it's funny in Oklahoma during the 2016 election during the primaries because you know they had to have primaries on both because of you know the term limits and everything. Uh, we like as Oklahomans in the primaries voted for Ted Cruz and Bernie Sanders. Like we didn't even vote for Hillary or Trump in the primaries. Yep. And I'm like, who got whose votes got thrown away now, Oklahoma? Yeah, exactly. Right? It's just one. Yeah, I said it's just one of those things for me. It's like people will ask me. It's like I have no problem. I'm, I'm not ashamed to sit there and say I voted for Trump twice. It's like one of those things. Like for me personally, all I say is I'm like, 
I was like, there's things that he did that I like, but there's a lot of things that, that I didn't like. There's a lot of things I didn't like, you know, but it's like, it is what it is. You know, who whenever cares? You, whenever you weigh, like, all you got to do is just weigh which issues are more important to you. Like, that's what I know a ton of people that voted for Trump strictly because they liked his economic policies more and strength in the economy is something that's very, very important to them. Yes. I can't fault them for that. You know, regardless of the guy's personal life and all that, he could be the biggest scumbag in the world. But if his policies are working for certain people, why would they not vote for him? Well, that's like I make the comment where someone goes, well, what do you think about his tweets? I'm like, oh, dude, I can't stand his tweets. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, my dad, my I couldn't dad stand it. Die hard. My dad, my dad is a diehard conservative. And the day Trump got elected the, the first time, or well, in 2016, he, he told him he was like, or he told me, he goes, his Twitter is going to get him in so much trouble. See, and then, and then I got to the point where I had this discussion and, and, and you know, not to make this a long one, but I got in this discussion about his tweets. And I said, look, there's there's certain things where he did with Twitter where I liked it, where he came out and said certain things before everyone tried to misconstru- misconstrue his words. But there, the but the, the I hated the attacking of people like he. OK, when he ran, he started off and he was bashing everybody right in the in the mm-hmm. primaries and stuff like that. And he was just going at everybody. And it was working. But then he was very smart and turned the tables. If people actually watched all the debates in the last like six months or like nine months or something like that, the last year before the votes came, he turned it where he stopped attacking everybody. And they and then they were already implementing his game plan and attacking him. He he goes, whoa, why are you attacking me? I'm just trying to have a conversation where he he started to look like the good guy for a little bit. Like, whoa, I'm like being attacked here. Calm down. Like. <laughs> Well, whatever you get online, man, everything's a mob mentality. Yeah, but so then, like all he had to do was spend yeah. a few days being quiet. Yeah. And then as soon as he, and then like he said, his Twitter was pretty quiet up to the election. And then once he got elected, it, it was when he started like going out there. And now I, I, I can't stand most of the people that, you know, like Nancy Pelosi and people like that. But like when he was going on there and like the name calling and making up nicknames for people, I'm like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like, come yeah, on. Cause, cause what, what a lot of people don't realize is, you like, know, like why that was a, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, come, Elizabeth on. Warren. come on, yeah, dude. Well, and what a lot of people don't realize about, you know, about why that was such a problem is, and I'm sure, I mean, you, you clearly do. Cause you had an issue with it is that it's not about, well, they were doing it to him. Who cares if they were doing it to him? He is the president of the United States who is nothing but more more than anything, a glorified mouthpiece for the people of the country. Yes. He is not supposed to be out there throwing attacks at people from the other side or talking smack about it. He's supposed to be going out there and just saying things. Like, in the end, let's let's face facts. In the end, the president does not have near as much power in the overall grant like standing of the country. No, he's a, he, he's a face. Him. He's a face. He's just a face. He can veto certain things and he can do executive actions, but executive actions only last as long as his presidency. His, his cap. It's there. I've said the same thing about Obama. I don't like. Mm-hmm. Ob- I never liked Obama's policies. I would have voted for him the first time. I was 17 years old when he first ran, so I didn't. I didn't get a chance to vote. But I voted against him the second time because I realized the things he was talking about he wasn't doing. But Obama to me is a in in uh, amazingly awesome human being i would love to sit down and have a beer with that guy i love i love obama like yeah, i was, just he was a very good speaker too. i just like, he was I, very good at i just don't like, like his bringing people together yeah yeah exactly like he was very good at bringing to get people together in certain aspects yes. in the way he said things and honestly you know 
as un, unimportant as it is, he was funny. Yes. You know, he he would like I'll tell you right now, like I, I didn't vote for him either. I voted for uh, I voted for Romney in the second deal. It, it, but you want to talk about how a, how an election gets handled. Watch John McCain's concession speech. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch that right there is how it's supposed to be. That yes. was the last that was the last great one right there. Like yeah. the last great concession speech. And um, it, and I mean, it was it was wild because, yeah, like I said, I voted for for Romney. But whenever Obama came out to that correspondence dinner and brought Luther from the key from key and peel to be his angry black translator that was the fun i was sitting there dude, i was laughing so hard i thought that was oh, such dude. a funny move well like i said it's, it's one of those things where it's like that's where you should be able to put policies and personality aside so i can see people not liking donald trump for his personality and the way he handles things and carries himself and stuff like that but there's certain things that you have you know people can't can't dispute that we're actually working in his policies but again, like again with Obama, like, again, I love the guy. There was just certain things I didn't like in his policies. I didn't vote for him. And now it's like you don't care about anything they want to do or anything they are doing. You're just like, I hate that man. I hate everything about him. It's just like, dude, calm down. Like, yeah, like but, even if you brought proof that somebody like that, a politician was doing their best in a certain aspect and you were like, hey, look at the good thing this person did. Doesn't matter. Well, okay, if you say so. Yeah, exactly. It's just like I said; these arguments are just dead arguments, and it's just it's it, it, like I said. It, it, all in all, I'm gonna have to split this podcast into two episodes now. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but but at the same time, like I said, it all comes back to this country needs to get back to, and I I constantly use this quote: this country needs to get back to understanding that we are a country that is unique, unlike any other, where we have every religion, race, and difference of opinions. And we used to unify in our differences and understand that we're all different. And now everyone's separating each other. You have you have everybody like taking a, a, a stance and putting a line in the sand and saying you can't cross this line. And that's what's dividing everybody. And every every single side is doing it. It yeah. shouldn't take it shouldn't take a major national tragedy like like a 9-11 to unify this country. Could you yeah. remember how how amazing it was to be yes. a proud American so, a few days after 9-11? Yes. Well, not even after before. It was like one of those things yeah. growing up. You didn't you never talked about certain things like such as race or religion. And then 9-11 happened. We all unified. And then it was like I was I was still very young at this point. But I remember it was like. I want to say like a week afterwards when we you know they they talked about saddam and and um osama and stuff like that and then in in came the muslim hate at that time where the xenophobia yeah the xenophobia yes it all started happening no I'm, it, it, it hit like, like a ton of bricks bro. we were we were all unified and everything and then like you put a target on this specific type of people and i, I was too young to understand at the time I didn't think anything of it at the time, you know, I, I didn't, you know, I was too young to understand or even, you know, react to this, but it's like looking back at it, like you guys did the fear mongering thing. So that way we would okay us to go over there and go to war. Like, and then you, you know, and then like, there's so much stuff you can get into about nine 11, like with the whole thing, we were over there for oil and this and that and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, it's one of those things where that that came in like a week after we were all unified, all loving each other for like a week, and then oh, pinning on the Muslims, like that's exactly yes. what happened. Because like, we always we, we we didn't want to blame it on the individual. We wanted to find people to blame it on because we were scared it was going to happen again. Like as a like people as a, as part of this country, you know, they well, were just like it's the same thing. Like after Pearl Harbor, yes, we were. And people don't talk about this because like people, you know, people don't know, and you're hearing this for the first time. My wife is 
is Chinese and you know her dad you know who sadly passed away this year um it was from he's he's Chinese but he's from Vietnam but he talks about being here during that time you know during a little bit after that time and just because of, you know this is his quote not mine just because the way his eyes looked he was looked differently or looked upon differently you know and the, yeah. people don't realize that they were putting people in camps who they thought yeah, were the internment camps. they were they were dude you know they thought people were spies and stuff like that and then that's when because like i said this whole stop asian hate thing has just become a spectrum to nowadays there's always been like this this has always been going on like mm -hmm. and you know just because you create a hashtag out of it doesn't mean it's a new problem you know right. and that's one thing people don't really realize like i said coming from you know, being married to my wife for 10 years and learning about her family, her family's history and stuff like that. This has been, there's been a lot of Asian hate for a long time. And right. just because you're bringing it to light now does not mean it's new. You know, the same thing with the whole, with the whole Muslim thing. It was happening also before 9-11 because there was also terrorism going around in other countries that we were hearing about. And you would always point out their religion, you know? Mm -hmm. The same well, way. What's weird is what's but, weird is like like the World Trade Center going down wasn't even the first time Bin Laden orchestrated an attack on, an attack on the towers. Well, who, but who, for some reason that was the that was the one that really got everybody scared of Muslims. Who who well the, the thing is that people don't always forget is who trained Osama Bin Laden. Our CIA did. Yeah. You know, yeah, a lot of our stuff ends up. People don't realize this, but a lot of the problems we end up having to go solve it, are problems we create. It, it comes back full circle. That's exactly you know what happens. Put, you know, you want to know who put Saddam in power? George H. W. You know, somebody had to go kind of help, kind of clean up Daddy's mistake, and then mm -hmm. you know, we, we got rid of uh, what's his name, Muammar Gaddafi. Yeah, ISIS filled that void. Yeah, it's like we keep going over there and trying to fix problems. You want to, that results in bigger problems. You you want to know one thing that that happened recently? I don't think people realize and people can look into it because it's not really being talked about. Uh, you look at what's happening in Israel with uh, Palestine right now. Mm -hmm. Did you know that uh, so now everyone's mad at the U.S. because in that last COVID relief bill, when they were like sending money overseas and stuff like that, supposedly Palestine took the money that the U.S. gave them and they bought the rockets with them. They fired at Israel, so technically, technically the U.S. funded a war shocker uh, but it's it, like the whole iran contra situation the, the, back, but, way back when you know like, but here but here but here we go and it's going to be I'm, I'm telling you right now look look for this in the near future they're going to you know republicans are going to start using this as a oh let's impeach joe biden because you because know, <laughs> we were trying yep. to get you not to send that money overseas which I, I i'm in agreement where like during a covid relief for your country there should be nothing I mean, it's not that hard to pass them for your country why were we sending money other places but at the same mm -hmm. time that's a whole separate issue, but everyone's going to use that now. Yeah, because here's the question. How many people, aside from the ones that put that in the bill, knew it was even there because of how massive those bills are and how little time they're given to go over all what, of it? Uh, what was it? Obamacare, they they, they gave out like 6,000 pages, and then they passed it within – there was no – there was no way that anyone in the world could have read 6,000 pages that fast, and you guys, you guys all approved it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And there, and there really wasn't that much in there. You know, we can get into a long conversation about that. But like, but at the same time, you guys are putting together these like ten thousand page stuff and passing without reading them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so to that point, there's a there's a guy. He was in Congress. He decided not to run for re-election. His name was Justin Amash. Um, he was out of Michigan. He was a representative out of Michigan, and he actually ran as a Republican in 2016 uh, for the presidential race. But he was too moderate to to get any traction. You know, because he was 
like like you were talking about O'Malley, same situation. And um, so he ended up running as a libertarian for his house seat and got it. And there were so many bills that he voted no on that people gave him flack for. They're like, why would you vote no on that? And he goes, because you can't put a fancy trigger happy title on it, like like a buzzword title on it and expect us to vote on it without reading it. He goes, I'm not I was elected to vote in favor of what my constituents would want. And if I don't know what's in that bill, I can't make that vote. And in in to to keep with that spirit during the whole George Floyd thing, one of the one of the big topics that kept that kind of get brought up but not in a big light was the idea of qualified immunity, where it's like an archaic law that came out during the civil rights movement that protected police officers from accusations um for violating civil rights. Mm-hmm. Well, nowadays, you know, nowadays with us having everything on camera and everything like that, it's a very antiquated law, but it still protects even during actual civil rights violations. And that's why you see a lot of times when there are cops that do bad things, they still kind of get away with it. Um, and that's and that's one thing that's that's a long conversation we could have about police reform where me and my wife are just talking about it where and I, I know many I, I know many police officers who are really good friends of mine who talk about things like that. People don't understand there are laws in place that even when found guilty, just because you were on duty, you will get a lighter, lighter sentence. And, exactly. in, and in cases like and we can get into the argument. I mean, we're not going to get into the argument. But we, but it's like you can get the argument of the whole George Floyd thing with you know everyone's trying to argue like yes he had fentanyl in the system and blah blah that doesn't warrant nine and a half minutes on a handcuffed person's head or neck area at all. You're not going to get an argument from me. There's no. I'm just saying. There's no. There, I, 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 there's I, no I, argument to be had. That's, that's, the, that's the whole point. There's no that's, argument. It doesn't matter whether he had whether he had it in his system or not or what killed the. No matter what. You 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 doing that led to him dying, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's I can't believe the arguments I see about this, and everyone knows how pro cop I am. I was right. like, I'm I am 100 pro cop, but again, there should be no lighter sentence for this man. Exactly. Now that there's an yeah. argument for the other cops too, because there's I mean, the, but the, the the my thing with the Asian guy standing there. Um, who was like his his job was the crowd, but also in my mind in that video he looked very concerned. Did you ever yeah. notice that he he, he yeah, was he just scared? He was just like, "What's happening?" I don't know. I never really looked into like how long he's been on the force for. Like, if he has no authority, like I don't. I never really looked that far into it. But it's like, should he get the same sentence that you know Chauvin? Was name Chauvin or whatever? Chauvin. Chauvin. He should he get the same sentence he did? No, because he wasn't directly involved in it. But should he? have a major penalty for not doing anything all about major but you were still there and you could have done something about it you have the authority There's to some like form just of accountability you should have been able to like at least turn around and go hey what are you doing it's been 10 effing minutes dude like right you know but, uh, but that's this whole like the 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 justin amash thing get this man this is what he did he put out a deal called the unqualified immunities act mm-hmm. guess how many pages were in that bill how many four he put the whole thing on his Twitter page. He's like, I'm not going to put a whole bunch of writers in here, but I'm going to put forth this act to revoke qualified immunity. So that way, police officers that do commit civil rights violations can be held accountable for their actions as they should be. And no one was talking about it. It got killed on the on the House floor, even though it did have a bunch of big name co-sponsors. But what ended up happening is some other representatives decided to write their own version that was thousands of pages long. Mm-hmm. 
and that was where it died. I'm well, like, what is it, it, these bills should just be four pages long. Yeah. Like they should be directly related to whatever issue is at hand. Well, just, you know, like you said, cops should have and and 90% plus 90% plus would agree that. And this is, this goes to a state level. We we're talking about earlier where not every law is federal. It's by state the same way, San Francisco, they don't carry tasers because the city, the city decided not to have tasers where a man was shot a couple of years ago for wielding a knife. And then he lunged at an officer and they killed him. They could have easily pulled a taser out and it would have all been over and the guy would have still been alive. But you guys decided to not have tasers. Now, 90% plus of cops everywhere that I've talked to, at least, you know, and seen online, they want body cams, but there's still yep. places without them because it's not just, it's not just, uh, for, for the person's safety that they're stopping or whatever. It's for their own safety of like when they start crying foul, because I've seen, I can't, I shouldn't say this. I've seen police footage of somebody that was going 60 and a 25. And as soon as they got pulled over and he walked through the car, you're pulling me over because I'm black. You were going 60 and a 25. <laughs> I couldn't yep, even see that, you. <laughs> like, that's but, a, I have a, I have a good friend works at the state level as a trooper here in Oklahoma. And, uh, he ended up actually having to go to court because he arrested somebody who was bringing in a whole bunch of marijuana from Colorado. And she was like crying foul about how, like how awful he treated her. And I saw the footage. They had like a, this super cordial conversation and everything. And he was like, he was like, Hey, you know, I just found all this stuff. What's going on. And she told him and he was like, okay, well, unfortunately due to the laws, I am going to have to place you under arrest. You know, started reading her rights and everything. You know, did, it, nothing got out of hand. There was no force used. He didn't even like have to lean her against the car. She put her hands behind her back, put her in the back, drove her to the station. But he had the dash cam, both forward and rear facing with audio and his body cam that showed how casual it was. But she came out just like, they beat me and threw me around. And I'm like, <laughs> and this is where no, they didn't. <laughs> this is where the police cam will come into, you know, just like I said, you know, with the um with the LeBron James thing going out there with the whole your next thing. And then the video camera Ooh, comes out bad. and you see this, this he pulls up and has nine seconds to decide. And this girl is wielding a knife and is re reaching back to go stab this woman. And he, best of his, you know, the only thing he could really do because he couldn't even get there in time to grab her. And she gets shot and, you know, unfortunately she dies. They tried to resuscitate her, but it's like, I guarantee you, he felt like an idiot when that footage came out. Be oh, yeah. Because that's that's one of the things again where the body cam footage saves this, saves this officer from you had you from the moment you stopped the car to the moment you shot you had like nine seconds to decide you got out you well, told you told everybody to calm down and then she reaches back and she's about she has this girl against the car about to stab her and he shoots and it's like well sorry I mean it sucks he, he couldn't have got there anyways because she bulldozed that one chick yeah at his at, yeah exactly he got pushed back yeah. And he identified, like he got out of the car. He's like, hey, 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 put it down, put it down. I mean, he was, he yes. identified himself. Like she knew he was a cop. He got out and he walked up to the situation and then saw the knife. And he, and we don't know what information he went into that with. We don't he, know what all he could have known. There was, there was just an argument going on. And here we go. I pull up. There's a chick with a knife fighting two women and going to stab this girl. And and as far as you can see, the lady in the pink that she went to go stab was, was not even fighting back. Mm -hmm. She was just trying to protect herself. So he, he, to the best of his knowledge, took took the shot, and I hate the whole shoot the leg stupid argument, dude. It's ugh. yeah, because then, but this is the whole what is it? Damned if you do, damned if you don't yes. type of situation. Because what would have happened if he didn't? If what, he would have tried to miss her and would have failed. 
and she stabbed him or she stabbed that other chick in the neck then it's yeah. like well you could have saved her life it's like, or fuck what me or Sorry, if you, or language, but, I care, but imagine if he shot her in the leg she can still stab it's it's adrenaline is a crazy thing that people don't understand people, for, people forget cops are humans too it's no excuse for the way that some of them act but that's why i, I call for i call for not defunding they need more funding such as they need to go through regular mental health checks and like see therapists and stuff like that. Because legitimate they, training, certification yes, is not enough. So like where in the Bay Area and Alameda County, I know they have the toughest training in the country where they have a 90% dropout rate of people that are in the academy because it's so hard. The tests are so hard. But then when you get out of the academy, you don't go right to a squad car. You go to the, the county jail and you work in the jail. You have to start in the jail and kind of like you kind of like get to like be around people that act this way or whatever. And then you go on right along as once a week. And then the, tr just the test, uh, when you, when you want to become a patrol, you know, it takes like a year or two at least after the Academy to go on these ride alongs where you do have like technically the quote unquote authority to stop people, arrest people, but you're, you have somebody who's like a veteran in charge that you listen to at all times. But when you actually go to take your test, they, they are so crucial on that test. Um, to let you actually be a full-time patrol person as Alameda County Sheriff. And like that stuff right there is, is should be like, and, and you look at how many people in, in Alameda County who through this department, how many people have been shot by cops or how many um, complaints they have about police brutality or whatever is slim to none because there's so much training. But again, the people that cops deal with such as, you know, domestic you know disturbances, they, they see some really messed up stuff that we can't even imagine there needs to be some kind of psychological check. Well, you know, you know, check checking on your mental health every couple of months, which would require more funding, you know, so, yeah. you know, more training, constant training, not just get out of the, like some of these places have, you get out of the Academy in six months. Here's your gun. Here's your badge. Go ahead. Have fun. You know, Dude, it's not even like, it's not even that strict here. Like here, I, I could go up here with nothing but simple, like two week cleat certification and become a cop in my town. Yeah. And then, it's, and, it's and, bad. and it's, again, that's again where the federal government should step in and have a state, you know, countrywide, countrywide. You have to have X, X, Y, Z training and blah, 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 you know, and that's where it starts. But, you know, it's, again, it comes to an education thing where you people are educating themselves. Everyone just the jumps. Facebook. Yep. They're, they're, they're all, <laughs> I call them, I call them Facebook lawyers. But like yeah. everyone thinks that, that Facebook and articles. I mean, I love when I see like fake articles and people are resharing it. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Bro, uh, the first thing I do, like I, I ended up like my, my cousin blocked me on Facebook because she kept sharing things that was like, well, like you would read it and be like, that's not real. And you'd go and Google it. And sure enough, there would already be an article talking about how it's not real. Yeah, it's just one. Of those and things uh, do you, I always tell everybody whether you agree with me or you disagree with me, I don't care if you're if you're on my side or against me, just do your research. And if I say anything and I'm wrong, I've said it in my podcast, too, I, I just like I said, I just did the social justice one, which I didn't want to do. I say in there, if I'm saying something and you guys think I'm wrong, please DM me and tell me something and I will clarify in a future episode that, hey, I was wrong on this, you know? Yeah. And it's like- yeah, I, When people put their pride before, you know, before things, that's when it becomes a problem. Like, cause, cause people want to get so defensive when they're, when they're told they're wrong. Like nobody wants to be open to constructive criticism on, on any kind of ideas. So it's automatically defensive. Like it, even something as simple as, you know, like this whole episode, you know, we were talking about streaming earlier. You know, people will reach that's out. That's why it's a two part. Like, that's why it's a two part now. <laughs> right. But uh, like, you know, people will reach out and ask, you know, something like, hey, man, you know, do you have any advice? Yes. And you go to start telling them advice, you know, like, like, hey, you know, maybe set a schedule or, you know, fix your lighting or post to other social medias. And they're always they always come back with a reason why they can't. It's like, then why, why are you even asking me for help? You know, it's like, 
they people will sit there and pretend like they want help or they want to have conversation or they want to do that. But in the end, they just want to be told they're right. Exactly. That's, that's all they want. That becomes a problem. Yes. But OK, we're at two hours. I'm going to have cool. you on here. I'm going to have you on here again because even though this is a two part. We're going to get on here again, but we're going to have an actual different topic this time. But uh, <laughs> but so people know what socials are you most active on? Where can they follow you? Go. Uh, I'm most active on Twitter these days just because that's it's the easiest place to connect with game devs. Honestly, is the only reason I'm even there anymore. Um, but you can literally find all of my everything at mylinks.gg forward slash RevSfin. It, it has my YouTube, my it has my most recent YouTube video. It has my Twitch stream embedded. It has all my socials and a few other things that I'm affiliated with all in one convenient location. And I will have your links down below in the description, wherever you guys are hearing this podcast at, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, wherever. There, I will have his links down there for you guys. Make sure you guys check it out. Thank you guys all for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed these episodes that we did with Resven. Again, very good friend of mine. Make sure you guys check him out, like I said. And have a great rest of your week, guys. Thank you guys all for the reviews. Thank you guys all for the, the, the patron love. Then link down below if you guys want to support the podcast. Make sure you guys follow me and Rev on all socials. And I'll see you in the next one, guys. Have a safe week. Stay blessed. Love you all. Peace.